I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hey, everybody. This is Patrick with Egomaniac Wednesdays. I appreciate you joining me. This week, we've got the topic of love purpose. This purpose is very close to home because one of my sons, Jesse, is a love purpose. And as I discussed in um, previous episodes, as we've been going down through the different purposes, my purpose and um, also my oldest son's purpose, as we know, are the same as freedom. And now we've got, we come to the love purpose, which is Jesse. And as I've stated before, the importance of understanding these purposes from a communication standpoint, from a, I would say, business standpoint, as I discussed also um, in the past about how that really determined a lot of things that I did with my business and approaches uh, once I understood my purpose. And then from a parenting standpoint, um, but relationships in general, I mean, I, I feel like my ability to parent and the hard work that I try to put in to parenting translates in relationships in general. And so with Jesse, again, love purpose, I would say prior to understanding Jesse's purpose, and let's define that really quickly. A love purpose's aim is to expand tranquility. Their pendulum swing state is indifference, basically come come off as disconnected. When they're motivated, that behavior is creating affection. Okay. And so there are multiple different parts of Jesse's who makes Jesse who he is that are amazing. And we always say everyone loves Jesse. Uh, he is very social. He has many, many friends, different types of friends. He's got his sports friends. He's got his school friends and he is just one of those kids that brings the energy up in a room. And but with that comes with with that love purpose comes some challenges, especially when you look at him in regards to parenting him and communicating with him and living with him on a day-to-day -day basis. And so before we understood who he is and about his purpose, Jesse would do things like you could ask him to take the trash out or ask him to clean his room or ask him or remind him to get his homework done. And he would just quite simply 
not do it or forget to do it or do his homework and then forget to turn it in. And as a parent, once these things are done multiple times over, of course, it becomes very frustrating. And I remember making comments to Jesse and, and Christine making the same type of comments of, you know, Jesse, you've got to be better than that. You, how could you possibly forget your glove and your bat and your cleats when you knew we were going to baseball practice or going to a game, actually? I mean, he would forget his bat bag sometimes. Um, forget his, he, he continues still to this day, will leave his school backpack for example, in my truck, and if Christine's taking him to school or his brother's taking him to school, the backpack will be with me at my workout. And so you can totally put yourself in that situation of, of without knowing Jesse's strengths, but also his weaknesses and, and that lack of, maybe not lack of focus, but more of a perception of disorganization, perception of, of caring about things. I guess you would consider them minor things, but repeated offenses became a topic of multiple conversations. And I remember myself and Christine on different occasions getting very frustrated with Jesse, um, certain times upset with Jesse and making a big deal out of it and talking to him about how bad it was that he forgets things and that, you know, it comes off as that he doesn't care um, and he puts other people out and you're not thinking about others. You're just thinking about yourself and, and get caught up in say, for example, playing video games and forget to do your homework, you know, and, and, go into the whole circle of prioritizing important things versus, you know, video games or whatever it may be. And, and that was, that was the challenge with Jesse. And we would all, you know, once we would get out of the moment, it really was kind of funny to think that he could forget his backpack when he's on the going to school, I mean, we would actually get him to school. Christine would get him to school and we would, he would get there and realize no backpack or he had taken all of his folders out of his backpack for whatever reason, or he would forget his computer at school. Um, and then that's a whole nother thing. He would forget his backpack at school. He would leave his computer in the gym after practice so you guys, I think, are getting the idea here of the challenges with Jesse. The flip side was you cannot find a more loving, caring, good-hearted kid. So as frustrating as it was in the moment, and then we would have those kind of chats and talks and, hey, you got to do better, you also, once kind of things, the dust settled, you would think to yourself, 
you know, yeah, he has that as a weakness and focus and, and that, that disorganization, but man, he is a great kid and just the most loving, um, affectionate thing you can imagine. And, and so you would kind of guilt yourself for getting pissed off at him and getting frustrated with him when you would think about all of his good attributes. Um, so that was before we discovered the love purpose and, and the definition of what that is and, and then understanding everything. And so let's, let's talk about that really quick. So, so the love purpose, I've already explained that aim to expand tranquility. I'll read this. The love purpose archetype is important to the tribe as they were healers and soothers of the soul. The love purpose were not merely healers of the tribe members, but healers of all that is living, including plants and animals. All right. And side note. Jesse absolutely loves animals. Healing comes in through teaching and helping tribe members to understand their pain. The love purpose is one of the higher energy purposes that can heal body and mind as a tribe went through a natural growth process of expansion that would evolve into the world we live in today. Okay, so just that alone tells you Jesse's always got high energy. He always is excited. One of my friends makes, uh, makes a joke in, in just kind of in love of Jesse that when you ask Jesse say about food at a restaurant or about, Hey, how was whatever you ask him about his answer most of the time is, Oh my gosh. And this, this guy's name, Paul, that says this, he's, he, he says, Oh my gosh, Mr. Paul, it was so good. So good. Right. And so that's, that's Jesse is just very positive, high energy. He is a, tr an, a an attractor of people, his own age. Uh, I was just with Jesse this past weekend with um, a bunch of basketball coaches and, and different types of adults. And each one of them throughout the day kind of would gravitate to Jesse and they would have little conversations. I have no idea what they were talking about, but you could just see his energy. You could see others being attracted to him that don't even know him. Um, and then this one guy was like, man, I can just see it in Jesse's eyes. Jesse's going to be, a success. He's going to do big things. I love Jesse's, his smile and his energy. I mean, this, and this guy had never met Jesse. Okay. So that's what you're dealing with from a positive. All right. And so here's what it says when connected to purpose, when the love purpose archetype is connected to the green zone and purpose connected to the green zone and purpose, they are caring loving, and easily connected to others. They are healers and teachers of all living entities and carry the 500 love energy that brings serenity, tranquility, and freedom 
that can help others get out of negative energies of the red zone. The love purpose archetype truly cares about people and the planet, and they bring an equilibrium to the tribe. They can be in any job or profession, but their focus will be healing, whether it is a person, plant, or animal, the plant, planet, or an organization. The love purpose brings a special energy. So as we're learning these things as Jesse's parents, like I kind of reminded you guys in the past, right? We're not, we're not taking accountability and throwing it out the window. Obviously, he's got to mind and do things that we ask him to do. All right. Now, how we adjusted to understanding his purpose is we understand that instead of getting on to Jesse about leaving his backpack and forgetting his glove and his um, bat for baseball practice, what we started doing is having Jesse work on making a list, working with a whiteboard, listing out things that he has to do, basically helping him be have a higher level of focus and and having that focus being part of a routine and so jesse when he wants to kind of decompress he loves to play video games all right but you can't find a more active kid than him and you know his mom christine used to get uh, activated when he would want to play video games, but I would have to remind her, you know, he, he does, you know, he works out, he has baseball practice, basketball practice, all of these things that he does. And he de decompresses with the video games, but the key to the video games and Bill had to remember or to kind of remind me this. And I also would become, frustrated with the video games on on occasion. So it wasn't just Christine, myself, and Bill brought to me this fun fact that all the video games that Jesse plays are social games to where he is communicating with friends of his and they are working toward attaining, you know, working through these games together. All right. And so he would be on a, his little mic and talking to his friends. And that's how he was communicating. And that's how he was having fun and socializing on in certain parts of his life. And so that again, that connection, he had a connection to his friends through those video games. So that helped me understand and be OK with the games opposed to kind of before we knew all these things that also would frustrate uh, us if Jesse was up there playing for, you know, a couple hours at a time. So we just had to adjust the way we communicated with Jesse, but still holding him accountable. All right. Still, it's not okay when you forget your backpack, but we have to work with him to do a better job 
of focus and making sure that we are all working together to help remind him on certain things that have to be done. All right. So let's go to when the love purpose is disconnected. All right. There is an indifference where they can show a lack of concern or sympathy. When the love purpose pendulum swings into the red zone, it would seem they would swing with hate. But this is not the case. The swing is indifference. The definition of indifference is lack of interest, concern, or sympathy. In the red zone, the love purpose archetype basically shuts down. We can see this in teachers and medical professionals who no longer care. When the love purpose becomes indifferent, they enter the red zone energy of fear where they when they when they irrationally move into avoidance in the red zone the love purpose is cut off from the astounding energy that they were born into so i would say jesse swings into the red zone when he feels that others are unhappy with him um and and what we were doing I think you guys can put two and two together here. When we were jumping on to him and tell him, telling him how bad it was that he was forgetting his backpack and doing all the things that I've listed, when we were showing that frustration and asking him that question, you know, how could you possibly do this again? You know, this is ridiculous. And making these comments as we've discussed on this show before, that are more personal. You know, we as parents or we as friends or coworkers take things like this that they're being done to us. And I definitely will say from my end that I would feel that Jesse, like it was a personal almost attack on us that he would forget these things or I would have to go back to get them. And just to say that out loud, it, it it's ridiculous to think that. And we all in hindsight, look back when we take things personal and then come back around and realize the truth of what's going on. It always sounds crazy, right? It always, it d- doesn't make sense. 99% of the time, because we let that stress loop get going. We let that ego take over. And that ego wants you to feel like someone's personally attacking you. So you can defend, right? Defend and attack. Okay. So when we were getting on to Jesse and saying these things, then that was making Jesse feel like maybe in a way, you know, we didn't love him or that we were very unhappy with him and he would get disconnected. And his response to that was instead of like my older son, the freedom purpose, you know, he'll sit there and argue with you or he will get very um, upset and, and visibly go against you. Jesse would remove himself. He would go up to his room and just stay there 
until he had processed everything. Okay. And, and when that would happen, right, that's him disconnecting and that's him being in that red zone. And just like it says here, moving into avoidance, he would absolutely avoid conversation. He would be indifferent to you talking to him from that point on. If you would go up there and try to say, hey, look, sorry, didn't mean to get upset, shouldn't have shown my frustration, whatever you would go up and say, I remember on multiple occasions, he would say nothing back. He would just either lay in his bed or be looking at the screen, playing a game, and he would not respond. All right. And so you can totally see, like, think about now that I am thinking through this and going back to these situations, I mean, these purposes are so spot on. If you are truly like are you, you're transparent with yourself and you start understanding and learning your purpose and you start reading and learning about these tendencies and, and kind of why you do what you do and, and why you feel the way you feel in certain circumstances, they're so spot on and so very, very helpful to understand it, not only about you, but as we've said before, about your loved ones, about your friends, about your coworkers, you know, so very important. And so with Jesse, you know, we had to change though. And again, it's not like you want to show frustration with anybody. I think you guys understand that. Um, you don't like that is the rule of thumb. You don't want to take things personal, but in being Jesse's parents and trying to get him to do certain things that we thought should be very easy if he was engaged. Well, these, those particular things happen to be part of his weakness. But when he was in that green zone, there's not, there's no one that brought more love and more affection and more energy to the situation. Okay. And so you guys can, can see, you've got to know when you're in that green zone and what gets you there and how to be there more often. But then when you get in that red zone, okay, what do you need to process? What do you need to do to step away and slow down and recorrect, right? Re, re, redirect your course to get moving back into the green zone. All right. And so we understood, you know, if say, for example, you know, Jesse had a bad game and, and, and he one amazing attribute about the love purpose and about Jesse is, you know, he plays basketball and baseball and he flushes things good and bad quickly. All right. That means it can be unbelievably good. He could be great. He'll be excited about it, but he's right back to being himself and really not talking about it very quickly. 
Same thing with if something negative happened. You know, he is going to be, he's going to disconnect. He's going to remove himself typically from others, go be by himself process, but quickly he will come back down. Everything's cool. And for example, we always laugh, you know, Jesse, after he processes, he'll come back down high energy. Hey, what's for dinner? What are we eating? You know, or, um, Hey, come out. Will you come out? Say, for example, he had a bad basketball game and he made some mistakes, didn't do some stuff right, and he was not feeling great about it. Um, I distinctly remember, you know, I learned not to say anything, let him process. He came home, he went up in his room, he processed himself, and then he came back down and said, Hey, will you come out and shoot ball with me? And I was like, Absolutely. So that's him just basically saying, okay, I'm re-engaging. I'm good to go. All right. So with so all of these lessons and in, in my, I don't want to make this about, you know, like things that I know in my life and and here's how I do it. I I hopefully it doesn't come off like that. What I'm trying to give you guys is real life examples that I've experienced that can show the importance of understanding and becoming, if you want to call it an expert in your purpose and others purpose. I am just sharing with you experiences that have made my life much, much easier that have helped me focus more on other things opposed to, you know, worrying about, say, for example, well, what's wrong with Jesse or what's wrong with my other son or what's wrong with Christine, my wife? You know, we all sit around and just kind of let things kind of eat us up. You know, you get in that stress loop and you just start, your ego starts telling stories about what's going on and what might be happening and what you did wrong and all these things. And you just get in that loop and you can't get out of it. And understanding my oldest son's purpose, Jesse's purpose, my daughter's purpose, Christine's purpose, obviously my purpose. And then those uh, around me, you know, I can always kind of take a guess and Bill helps me with certain people that are important to me in my life. We go through certain tendencies that they have and things they say or whatever. And, and, and it helps me kind of try to somewhat define their purpose. And it really does help allow you to think about the situation, take it in, slow down, and then either let go or take action and move on. All right. And from a parenting standpoint with Jesse, understanding who he is and then those potential weaknesses and, and when things would happen that would really put Christine and I both into the red zone in the past, when those things would happen, we would, respond, not react, right? We would slow down, 
kind of let go of the frustration, let go of taking things personal and really kind of work on helping Jesse understand how to do better next time and how to focus and make sure from a list standpoint, we're, we're taking note of what needs to be, you know, tomorrow we got baseball practice. Let's get our, you know, bat bag put in a place where we know we'll, we'll get it. Let's get everything together. Let's get our backpack put in the same place. You know, let's help him be better and improve these weaknesses. It's not like you just let the weakness get worse and worse and worse. We're helping him improve these things, but we're not taking it personal. We're not jumping on him and saying the things that are making him think possibly that we're unhappy with him. He is an amazing, amazing individual. He is loved by, by everyone he comes in contact with um, to the point, I'll tell y'all a funny story. So last week, um, Jesse came home and, and he was like, man, you won't believe. I don't know how this happened. I didn't run for this. I didn't ask people to vote for me. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, I got put, I got put on the homecoming court, the freshman homecoming court. And I'm like, well, that's cool, man. I'm like, well, how does that happen? It's like, oh, well, your classmates vote for you. And I don't really want to do it. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I just think we walk out on the field at halftime of the homecoming game. And I'm like, Jesse, what's wrong with that, man? That's cool. You know, put your old shirt and tie on, off you go. Sounds like fun to me. Um, and I said, hey, at least you know people like you and – you bring good energy and and that's a good thing, man. And we talked about it, but it was just funny that most people like try to run for homecoming and vote for me and all these things. Jesse didn't do any of that, but still got voted by his class to be on the homecoming court. So little things like that, along with, you know, other friends of mine or adults that I know. Okay. But not well, I mean, they will randomly come up to me and just say, Hey, Look, Jesse, just amazing kid, very engaging, so polite. He did this, this, and this, and you know he opens the door for me, and all these things that I get in feedback about Jesse. So, kind of lesson learned. You know, we focus on the positives, try to make positives better. Okay, and then on the flip side, let's identify the weaknesses. Let's identify the things we got to work on and come up with a game plan to make those better. And as we're working with him, he absolutely has gotten better at all of the things that used to be challenges. Um, and in turn, it hasn't bothered us as much. So an overview of the love purpose, just to kind of put a bow on this thing. The love purpose archetype fills the need to protect and heal people. Consequently, they offer nurturing protection to those around them. They want to protect people from harm, discomfort, and attempt to prevent any danger or risk from threatening their well-being and happiness. The negative side of the love purpose archetype is where indifference causes them to become a martyr who reminds everyone of the sacrifice. 
they have given for everyone else. The Love Purpose Archetype can function today as healthcare providers of any practice and discipline. Many love purposes seem disorganized, yet, in truth, they don't get hung up with minor things. They do tend to avoid conflict. And the other funny thing we always say about Jesse is, is that Jesse's going to have the healthiest little heart you can possibly have because he truly, that statement right there, that they do not get hung up with minor things, that's absolutely true. And, and he, he definitely has the perfect mentality, for example, to be a professional athlete. You know, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever happens, he's able to process quickly and let it go and keep moving and, and focus on the next play or the next pitch or the next shot. And that's the one thing about focus when he is in that green zone and you can see him in baseball and in basketball. When he's connected and when he's in that green zone, he does not let – little things bother him. He just, if he throws two balls in a row, you can see him deep breath, focus, boom, typically right strike right in there. Um, so great mentality to be extremely successful in many different fields. Uh, Jesse loves, he loves basketball. He is very good at baseball. He has a perfect body. He's a big boy, six, four, uh, about 180, he's 14, so big kid. And uh, uh, we we definitely know that Jesse's got big things ahead of him. And, and now, like we said, that we understand his purpose and we understand who Jesse is and, and why he's here and what, he, what his strengths and weaknesses are, we can help parent Jesse better and be – be a positive influence for him to continue to grow and expand and, and be exactly who he is, which is an amazing individual. So hopefully you found something in there that, uh, that is useful to you guys. I, I challenge you again to get in that community, look at all the purposes, write down the three to four to five people that are closest to you and that are with you on a day-to-day -day basis consistently, um, try to nail their purposes. Try to figure out kind of who they are. Uh, obviously, you want to figure out who you are and, and get your purpose um, defined. But then from your that four to five to six people that are close in your tribe, um, that has been, it's actually a lot of fun to do that. And once you discover these things and start reading about, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of each of the purposes and these people that you've kind of targeted as people that are close to you. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's, it's really spot on and it helps you tremendously in communication. Uh, like I said, whether it's your uh, kids or significant other or friends or coworkers, everyone can perform at a higher level when you understand these type of things about them and about the group and uh, define that purpose and value. So get that done, get your five to six people and start playing around with those purposes and see what you come up with.
All right. You guys have a great rest of the week. Thanks so much for joining me. And I will talk to you next week.